It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, welcome back to RSN Central. It's nearly 12 o'clock off the leash time now with Molly Haynes and Georgie Ferruja as we talk all things greyhound racing. Uh, Molly, good morning to you. Good morning, Gareth. It's good to be back on the air with you too. I feel like I've missed um, the three of us having a bit of a chat being over in New Zealand. So you went to New Zealand and then you had to come back, but you were on holidays. But unfortunately, I think the, the news came through when you're on holidays that when you returned back to Australia, you had to be in quarantine for two weeks. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Look, I um, wanted to take my husband over for his 30th birthday. He's from New Zealand, from the South Island, and I planned um, to have a bit of a get-together at his parents' farm um, to celebrate his 30th. It was also our one-year wedding anniversary too. So it was. Um, I'd planned it for a little while, and we were very much looking forward to it. But everything just happened so quickly when we were over there. We didn't actually end up... Um, spending James's 30th birthday in New Zealand. We flew back a day before because we have um, a little girl ready to have some pups um, in exactly uh, two weeks from when we, we landed back in Australia after our quarantine. So it was pretty um, important that we got back in time to make sure we could travel around in case we needed to. Um, how have you been enjoying your quarantine? You got any tips <laughs> for us? <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm not divorced yet, so that, that's a positive. Um, I think we've been doing lots of um, outside um, workouts, but I've actually set up a bit of a golf tournament. I like to um, consider myself now as a little bit of a golfer, having played my first round of golf in New Zealand at a beautiful course. Um, and we've got a little bit of a backyard golf tournament going on. I've got the Snapchat going. We've got some um, you know, live scoreboards. And it's been a lot of fun. I think it's been a pretty stressful time, like it has for, for everyone, I suppose. And I think the only way I've been able to really cope, apart from, you know, watching the dogs go around, is having a bit of, a bit of fun and, and making sure that we can have a laugh, especially at ourselves. And I had a lot of people message me after I sent my big Snapchat stories through to everyone, um, yeah. you know, appreciating just having a laugh at us because... We've got our little um, our net set up, so we're chipping into into nets at all all areas of the backyard. So it's it's, it's actually been good fun on, under the circumstances. Now we had Alan Clayton on our show there yesterday, and he was having a chat about the situation with Greyhound Racing Victoria. I think Greyhound Racing Victoria, as we speak, are in meetings at the moment, as this is. Um, it continues to move at a, a rapid rate, the coronavirus situation. But Greyhound Racing, Molly, first of all, and I pointed this at the top of the show, congratulations to that industry um, in all three racing codes. But Greyhound Racing, um, and they need to continue to do it, but they've been um, doing a really good job to make sure that they don't turn up to the races if they're sick. Um, they follow the right protocols because if they do all of that, then they're looking after everybody in the, in the industry and the game can continue on. Absolutely. Look, I think you, you said it perfectly. The bud lies with the participants as well at the moment now and, and hearing all the stories about how you know they're self-isolating, making sure that there's limited amount of people or numbers of people only the necessity going into their kennels, making sure their dogs are A-OK. -okay. I think that is so important it's so good to hear we're all no, no one wants to lose um racing temporarily this is something that you know we wake up this is the reason we wake up in the morning is is for our dogs and 
I think it's great just to hear what everyone's doing um, to make sure that we're, we're going to be, or to hopefully make sure we're going to be A-OK in, in the coming weeks. And a Facebook post from um, Linda Britton in Western Australia really stood out for me. I'm not sure whether you saw it, Gareth. She, she'd said about how she's got hand sanitizers everywhere. They're severely limiting anyone who's not necessary at the kennels um, to make sure that they're all fit and healthy and, and able to... I suppose, continue on as, as long as we can. Yeah, I'm just having a look at Linda Britton's Facebook page at the moment. And, um, yeah, she did. this is what she has to say. As of today, we will only allow staff and essential services. This was a couple of days ago on our property. We are determined to try and keep racing going here in WA. Also only leaving the property when absolutely essential. Um, we have all of the hygiene protocols and uses advised. I can only urge that all participants do everything that they can to keep our industry going. Um, yeah, so she's a, she's a Hall of Famer and a leader of the sport, not only in WA, but right around this country. Georgie Ferruja joins us now. Hello, George. Uh, g'day, guys. Sorry about uh, being a little bit late, but it was just uh, ending another call. It's just a crazy time. It is a crazy Tom, but we're just pointing out with Molly that everybody in the industry are doing the right thing at the moment anyway for this sport to continue on. Everyone needs to stick together and follow the, the right protocols and go above and beyond to make sure that they keep this virus away from the sport. Yeah, for for as long as we can. And, uh, yeah, and look, I, I've um, seen the, the uh, changes, the alterations on race day. I mean, we're just cutting it down to the absolute bare minimum here and, I see all three codes are pretty much doing the same thing. So we're doing everything we can, I suppose, as an industry, and now it just comes down to decisions made um, uh, with people above us, that's for sure. And, yeah, just seeing some of the um, things that are happening across the world, um, yeah, it doesn't look great, but let's hope uh, we're able to continue for as long as we can because let's let's get this straight, guys. I mean, um, there are a lot of people who rely on Greyhound Racing as an income, many, many people. We're not talking about the the really high-end guys that could sort of, yeah, for three or four months could sort of sustain not getting the income. There's a lot of people who really rely uh, on their dogs. And at the same time, they enjoy um, and love their sport and, and love their animals. So, uh, look, we're just going to have to really push through. It's, it's, it's not going to be easy, but uh, let's see how we go in the next couple of days. And as Alan Clayton pointed out on this show, it's a big family, the greyhound industry here in Victoria. And um, I... I've got no doubt that they'll do their, if if it does get worse here, that the GRV body will do everything in their powers to, to look after the industry participants the best way that they possibly can. And I would imagine those meetings that they're having right now would be putting in plans if that does happen. Um, Molly, unfortunately, we, we, we lose one of our great races on the calendar this year, the launching pad, because of this situation. Um, I feel for some of the trainers or all of the trainers out there because they keep their dogs back. They make sure that they set their greyhounds for this particular series. Um, there's certain criteria regarding the launching pad, isn't there, that like you can only have a certain amount of starts to, to be eligible for the, the race. And, and this year, those young, exciting pups don't get an opportunity, do they, to, to compete in the launching pad? Absolutely, and look, it was um, the news that we didn't want to hear, but at the same time, we kind of knew that it was something that was, was going to pop up. And the launching pad, you do, like you said, Gareth, um, you're only allowed, I think it's maybe three or four wins, to actually get into this series. And you're, you're also paying for a ticket to to be um, a part of, of the launching pad. And 
look, it's great that Sandown and, and GRV were on the front foot with this and, and making sure that everyone's got an even playing field. And I mean, the launching pad wasn't just the race either. It was a, it's a fantastic night on the track. It was for, for kids and they had a real Easter theme. So I can only imagine um, next year it's going to be bigger and better than ever. Um, but, yeah, the launching pad was just one of those things that kind of had to fall on the wayside at, at this point in time anyway. So, Georgie, is it definitely cancelled or is it suspended at the moment or no, postponed? Cancelled. Yeah, yeah cancelled. cancelled for the year. And, and you know, I was speaking to Mick Floyd a little bit earlier. Just can you imagine the implications involved if you got a week in um, and there's people that have paid, you know, $2,000 to buy their ticket yeah. and then the races are cancelled. So it wasn't just like a normal race. It's a sweepstakes event, obviously. It had, it had a, a couple of different conditions attached to it. It would have been really, really hard. So they, they, they've had to pull the pin and... Look, it's unfortunate because, the, and Molly will tell you this too, I mean, the amount of greyhounds who were trialling in the lead-up to this launching pad, we had a greyhound called Nangar Dust who ran 28.96, only two 100s outside hooked on Scott's track record. We've seen a couple of New South greyhounds called Zipping Zeke and Zipping Sultan who came down and ran about 29.30 at their first look at Sandown. Add to that all the great Victorian dogs that were in it. It was going to be a tremendous series. But as we, as we know, um, in these crazy times, it's just something that they had to do. I also yeah. know that um, old Mick Floyd said to me uh, yesterday after the new after he had um, told everyone about um, the cancellation of the launching pad that he could not um, be any more thankful for how understanding the trainers were in regards to this decision. Uh, he said a lot of people had, had said to him, you know, I'm glad I'm not the one making the decisions because it, it's hard. And so they know the, um, the situation that uh, I suppose admin are in at the moment. And it was just great to, to hear that there was so much understanding for that decision. Because I'd say, like, I would have been nervous making the calls because it's, it's just it's such a big decision. But like George said, there's so many implications if we did get halfway through the series and, and had to can it. So I think Sandown have done a great job in, in making that decision there. And what we do know, Georgie, from watching those trials, and I had a chat to Anthony as a party there the other day, he saved about four or five flying machines, he mentioned, for the uh, launching pad. So we do know that when racing, um, or we do know in the next three or four months, there'll be a lot of young pups that will be stepping back out onto the track that will be playing major parts, you would imagine, in some of the bigger races down the track, maybe at the end of next year or this yeah, year. Okay. Yeah, you're right. And trying to take on some of those uh, bona fide stars that we have at the moment, like Simon Told Helen and Whiskey Riot and, and Hardstyle Rico, who we've seen win the Shep Cup. And, and that, that's this, the disappointing part. And I really feel for, for connections there because they, some of them did have to hold their greyhounds back to be eligible for the launching pad. Obviously, there's, uh, there's a limit on how many races you can win. And that's really disappointing for them. But um, everybody, as you said, has been really understanding and understands the, the current environment we're in. Um, what about Saturday night in that Shepherd and Cup? It was a wonderful performance by um, Hardstyle Rico. He did a, a great job to jump like he did. And in the first, what, 50, 60 metres, Molly, you knew he was really home. Oh, absolutely. And I think if um, if his uh, heat win the, on the Monday was anything to go by, as soon as he was near that lead, even with Whiskey Right in the race, you just knew it was going to be hard for anything to catch him. I think uh, with every race start, Hardstyle Rico has, he's just, you can see he just thrives off box eight. He doesn't necessarily like having pressure on, on his outside, pushing him in. I think he's a dog that loves to do his own thing. 
He got his way in the Shefferton Cup when he broke the track record. Um, his win in the Shefferton Cup was um, the second fastest time over the 4.50 at Shepparton. So he holds the first uh, first and second fastest times at the Shepparton track. So it's a, a huge effort. And I know trainer Lucky Karabasakis, who owns Bread and obviously trains this dog, um, is just over the moon. I know he's, he's a bit of a hard man to catch on, on the phone, but <laughs> I think he's felt so much pressure with this dog because everyone knows the talent that this greyhound has and he he said in a, um, an interview with Mitch Eberin who had um, done the interviews for Shepparton and Horsham Cup that this dog showed potential and, he, and Lucky knew this dog was at group level from 13 months old and that's an, an, an incredible amount of pressure to have and I think it's it's just fitting that, you know, Lucky was able to get this one with Hard Style Rico and there's certainly bigger and, and better things to come um, for this dog because he's strong, which makes every um, every difference when you're looking at those 500-metre races at Meadows and Sandown. Hey, Georgie, right now, who, name your top five dogs in this country. Oh, God. You always do. Sprinters. <laughs> <laughs> Sprinters. Um, well, even if they're injured or not injured, because uh, hooked on scotch would have to be right in there. But yep. my number one is still Simon Told Allen because okay. of his speed. I just think he's a greyhound that when he, he uh, nails the start, he's uh, incredibly hard to pass because he just uh, breaks them up, especially down the back. Hardstyle Rico's got to be in contention as well, the, the way he's been racing for sure. But Whiskey Riot clearly is up there from, from his runs in both the Australian Cup and the Melbourne Cup. He's been fantastic. So there's four that I've named for you. I really hope we get to see um, Hooked on Scotch back on a racetrack pretty soon. I mean, his efforts uh, uh, by the end of last year and early into uh, this this year were absolutely outstanding. So we just uh, hope we get to see him back. It's always a a tough thing, and trainers will tell you that the stopper bone injury can be very tricky to get right. and I believe that they were hoping for him to come back, and there was not a setback, but I think um, some scar tissue in the area, which uh, they're, you know, he's not in better hands than with Jason. So yeah, it'll be really interesting to see the next couple of months uh, for Hooked on Scotch if we, in fact, do go ahead as an industry. Oh, that is exciting. And I think at the moment, Greyhound Racing have got the best athletes that they've had for a long, long time, Moldy. Do you, do you agree with me there? And you would know. Um, this a lot better than I would, but I just think, and I know they had their injury setbacks over, the, say, the Christmas New Year period, but if all of those greyhounds Georgie mentioned and some of those young pups coming through, if they all stay healthy and fit, boy, we're going to have a lot of wonderful jewels in the sport of greyhound racing. Absolutely. Look, I think what is so good at the moment too is the fact that it's not just one star that we've got. I mean, we've got our standout at the moment in Whiskey Riot, who has just been incredible since his Melbourne Cup campaign. But there's so many that are just skipping around that mark. And you're even talking like your Black Opium, Tigalong Tonks. And there are just so many dogs who have star quality and so many reasons to watch Greyhound Racing because these dogs are, are phenomenal athletes. And it's not just the times on the board that they're putting together. It's it's eye-catching runs as well. And I think that's what, you know, really gets people involved. And the stories. There are so many stories behind these great athletes. And I think, as Georgie alluded to, if, if Hooked on Scotch was to come back, it's got to be almost one of the stories of the year. It's not, you know, it's just massive that the work and the time and the effort it would take to bring Hooked on, it is hoping to take to bring Hooked on, Hooked on Scotch back to the racetrack would be 
phenomenal. I think anyone and everyone would be cheering him home if he was yeah. to make it back. And just, just quickly, Gareth, it's not even uh, just Victoria that's uh, experiencing these real young guns coming through. I mean, both of you have had a lot of uh, experience in WA. Of course, Molly is from WA. Uh, Dave Hobby and his Manali team at the moment is absolutely red hot. That, Zach Manali's run behind Simon Toll Helen in that Perth Cup was outstanding. Cannot wait to see what that greyhound produces going forward. And then you've got a greyhound like Mickey O in... Um, in Queensland, who mm-hmm. uh, comes down here, wins group races in New South Wales and then beats some very, very good dogs in, in, in some big races. I mean, these type of dogs going forward, if we can uh, just uh, get through this coronavirus, there's going to be a clash of the titans against some very, very fast dogs. And Molly, you make a really good point just before, and I think on RSN Central and RSN 927 over the next couple of months at least, I think it's timely that we... At least here, and if you've got a story for us, let us know um, on the text message or on Twitter or Facebook. There's so many great stories and love out there for the greyhounds and terrific athlete stories regarding these chases. And they might not necessarily be um, stories about the A-grade greyhounds. There could be a, a story about a hobby trainer that has only one or two greyhounds, but to them, um, uh, those greyhounds are, are that particular individual's champion. Oh, without a doubt. And I know looking into the kennel that we've got at home at the moment um, that my husband trains, we've got little Lily Lana and a greyhound by the name of Bold Underarm. And uh, the reason his name's Bold Underarm is because of apparently some famous uh, incident. You guys probably know it better than what I do. But there's... Come on, Molly. You don't know this. It's a famous... <laughs> I know. It was a... Look, cricket... cricket's one of those things I just can't quite get my head around. It just doesn't interest me enough to know a lot about it. But I do know that there was some famous incident back in the day between an Australian match and a New Zealand match and someone bowled underarm. Now, James owns this greyhound with Jeff. James is from New Zealand. Jeff is Australian. Therefore, they got bowled underarm. So, I mean, James gives himself a pat on the back every time he sees his dog go around and almost every time he walks into the kennel because he thinks he's, he's pretty smart to have come up with a name like that. I thought the, 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 the dog's name or the kennel name might be Trevor. No, his, his kennel name's Donald. Um, we, okay. do, we do sometimes refer to him as Donald Duck. He's a bit of a troublemaker. Um, oh, is he? But look, he's, he's good fun, actually. One day he went through this stage where he loved peeing on females, and myself included. I don't know what it was. And I was in the kennel next door giving another dog a pat, and Donald thought it was completely appropriate to pee on my back as I was squatted down next to the dog next to him. So, look, he's a... He's a dog with uh, plenty of personality. It takes a lot to like him sometimes, but fold under arm. He's a <laughs> he's certainly a character of of the uh, races that he goes around in anyway. Well, Georgie, hopefully we can... And can you just repeat some of the winners that we can back today? Because there's three meetings. Um, I don't mind that Horsham meeting. I had a look through it. And we tried to get on to... Um, Rob Camilleri and also Jeff Britton today to try and help us back a winner, but we all know that they can be pretty busy in the mornings. Um, Dee, can you just recap your best there at Geelong and um, also at Horsham today? Yeah, Horsham uh, race one, number seven, Zipping Benson. It comes from a very good litter, Al Grand Senor, Zipping Abbey, and of course she produced a greyhound called Zipping Garth, who won four out of four, nearly breaking track records uh, before... Uh, he had a, a career-ending injury. So that litter is going gangbusters. We also like one in race three for Steve White, race three, number one, Power of Oscar. As I said, 
He had a greyhound, a Hall of Famer called Power to Burn from this uh, direct jam line. He's had a lot of success for it. This greyhound has showed a lot of speed in New South Wales at Goulburn, and I think he'll be hard to beat as well. So race three, number one at Warrigal, race one, number seven at Horsham. Let's hope we can make a little bit of money today, and we'll keep you updated, of course, Molly, with GRV's websites and also Alan Clayton. Um, has been really good to our show here on RSN Central that whenever they get an update or they can tell us any more on the developments regarding the industry and the coronavirus situation that he lets us know. But I think everybody in the industry um, um, is looking for information, but it's business as usual as we speak, albeit a little bit different. Oh, absolutely. I think at the moment we've just got to continue on as if, as if racing's happening and we've just got to keep a positive mindset and just making sure that everyone's being smart about about what they're doing and, and just know that behind the scenes, GRV are working like every racing code and I suppose every industry and sport to, to do whatever they can to make sure um, that we're up and running for as long as we physically can be. But, um, yeah, just making sure everyone does what they need to do. And Georgie, good luck with your tipping today and punting, and hopefully we can back a winner. No worries. Talk to you soon, mate. There's Georgie Fruger and Molly Haynes with Off the Leash this morning. We might take